Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So awesome to have you here on Listen App. Grant Napier with you. Boy, we got some big news in the NFL off the field today. And then we'll get back to the games that we watched on Sunday. Tom Brady has made it official. He is retiring. 22 NFL seasons in the books. 24 the Patriots. Two for the Bucks. He'll go into the Hall of Fame. Most touchdown passes in NFL history. Most passing yards in NFL history. 243 regular season wins, most in NFL history, most playoff wins in NFL history, most Super Bowl appearances with 10, including seven rings, five-time Super Bowl MVP, most in NFL history, all-time playoff leader in touchdown passes, passing yards and completions, 15 Pro Bowl selections, most in NFL history, three-time NFL MVP, 2009 Comeback Player of the Year. I mean, not too bad, huh? Tom Brady officially announcing his retirement. The other big story is Brian Flores, who was let go by the Miami Dolphins, is suing the National Football League and three teams alleging racism in hiring. The three teams are Miami, the Giants, and the Broncos. It's a very interesting lawsuit. Uh, He alleges that Dolphins owner Stephen Ross offered him $100,000 for every loss in 2019 to help with draft position. Now, that, to me, would have nothing to do with race. uh, He's alluding that the Giants conducted a sham interview with him when they knew he would, or when they would hire Brian Dable, according to the lawsuit, there are some text messages from Bill Belichick stating that. Um, It's going to be very interesting to see where this all goes, but this is a huge story. Suing three teams, Miami, the Broncos, and the Giants, and alleging discrimination with his interviews in both Denver and New York. It was a 58-page lawsuit that was filed today in Manhattan Federal Court. All right? Now, he alleges that Stephen Ross attempted to incentivize him to tank in 2019 uh, Flores claims that Ross pressured him into recruiting a prominent quarterback at the end of 
2019. Flores refused. He didn't want to violate the NFL's rules on tampering. Uh, you know, there are many other allegations as it relates to the Miami Dolphins. He also alleges that the New York Giants interviewed him last month for their head coaching vacancy. And the only reason why they did so was to comply with the NFL's Rooney rule. In the lawsuit, he alleges that the Giants interview on January 18th, okay? He interviewed with the Giants on January 18th. That was before the Giants hired their general manager, Joe Shane. All right, Joe Shane came in on the 23rd, so some five days later. The next day, Flores claims that Shane had another interview with Flores for January 27th, all right? And that Giants co-director of player personnel, Tim McDonald, texted Brian Flores and said, quote, he hoped he would come in and win the effing job. Now, according to the lawsuit, hours later, Bill Belichick, who Flores worked in New England for 10 years, sent him a text or text messages saying that he had heard from Buffalo and New York Giants that you are their guy. Flores then asked Belichick to clarify whether he meant to talk to him or former Bills offensive coordinator Brian Dable. All right. I mean, he was in the running for the job. According to the lawsuit, Belichick made a mistake in his text, admitted his error, and informed him that the Giants wanted Dable. This is what the message, the text message said. Sorry if I F this up. I double-checked and misread the text. I think they are naming Brian Dable. I'm sorry about that. Flores alleges that the ensuing interview was an absolute sham because the Giants hired the Bills offensive coordinator a couple of days later. The Giants came out with a statement and said they were pleased and confident with the process. We interviewed, quote, we interviewed an impressive and diverse group of candidates. The fact of the matter is, Brian Flores was in the conversation to be our head coach until the 11th hour. Ultimately, we hired the individual we, we felt was most qualified to be our next head coach. All right. The Dolphins vehemently deny the allegations, noting that they are proud of the diversity and inclusion throughout the organization. The team said, quote, the implication that we acted in a manner inconsistent with the integrity of the game is incorrect. Now, in the lawsuit, all right, Flores said he hopes to shine a light on the racial injustices that take place inside the NFL. Among the areas that he would like to see addressed, 
increase the number of black coordinators, incentivize hiring and retention of black GMs, head coaches, and coordinators, increase the objectivity of hiring, terminating GMs, head coaches, and coordinators, increase influence of black individuals in hiring, transparency to pay GMs, head coaches, and coordinators. The lawsuit seeks unspecified damages from the league. The lawsuit in part said this, quote, well, I should say this. The NFL responded to the lawsuit, quote, the NFL and our clubs are deeply committed to ensuring equitable employment practices and continue to make progress in providing equitable opportunities throughout our organizations. Diversity is core to everything we do, and there are a few issues on which our clubs and our internal leadership team spend more time. We will defend against these claims, which are without merit. So we'll see what happens. Flores did put out a statement via his law firm, and I'll read it to you word for word. God has gifted me with a special talent to coach the game of football, but the need for change is bigger than my personal goals. In making the decision to file the class action complaint today, I understand that I may be risking coaching the game that I love and that has done so much for my family and me. My sincere hope is that by standing up against systemic racism in the NFL, others will join me to ensure that positive change is made for generations to come. So this will be dominating the news uh, for quite a while. All right, let's get to the games on Sunday. Uh, We start with the early game. You know, listen, Cincinnati, I don't know how many people thought they would be going to the Super Bowl, but just have to give them a hell of a lot of credit. You know, I think they won the game on the last sequence of the first half when they stopped Kansas City, when Kansas City got greedy and elected not to kick the field goal. Tyreek Hill was stopped, clock ran out, halftime, and the Chiefs could have gone up by three more points. Uh, Joe Burrow is just unbelievable for a guy in a second year. The Bengals have a chance now to win a Super Bowl after being a wild card team, or I should say being a divisional winner, and then winning the game against the wild card Raiders to start off their run, then winning against the top seed Tennessee, and then winning against the second seed Kansas City. And you just got to love what you see if you are a fan of the NFL from that team. You know, I mean, Mahomes made some very careless plays in the fourth quarter. The Chiefs were completely stymied in the second half. You know, people thought when they got the coin flip, they would go down and score. Obviously, that did not happen. And the Bengals are playing in the Super Bowl. How about that? Then you have the 49ers, and I said this on my rant. You know, Mike Sh- or Kyle Shanahan had a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl as the OC for the Falcons and lost. Had the fourth quarter lead in the Super Bowl against Kansas City. Lost. And had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter in the NFC title game and couldn't close the deal. So, you know, you got to keep that in mind. Garoppolo had his uh, press conference today, all class, 
the epitome of class, made it very clear that he will be playing elsewhere next year in his press conference, thanked everyone profusely, and again, could not have handled it, all right, with any more class. All right, he said he expects to be traded and hopes that he goes to a winning club, said he would try to avoid having surgery on his thumb, although right now there's no word on whether or not that will be something he can avoid. In other words, you know, the the thumb really was a problem. So 20-17 to the final with the Rams winning. You know, you had Tart dropping the ball. Huge play, obviously. There's something else. You know, I talked about this in the Super Bowl three years ago. When the 49ers needed a stop, they couldn't get it. We saw it in the Super Bowl against Kansas City, and we saw it on Sunday, right? You know, you got the fourth and two, the decision to punt by Kyle Shanahan, which was a huge turn of events in the game. Again, the drop ball by Tart. And so the 49ers, their season comes to a screeching halt. Excellent season. But up 10 in the fourth, and they couldn't get the job done. You know, that sequence where the 49ers could not make a first down on second and third and had to punt was the biggest sequence of that entire football game. I mean, you can say that Tart's drop cost them the game, but you don't know that. I mean, who's to say that the 49ers don't fumble the ball on the next play or throw an interception or whatever. I mean, you know, yeah, it was a big play, but you can't definitively say it cost them the game. I mean, it was a big play. But you can't say, well, that's the reason why the 49ers lost. You can't say that. I mean, you could say that, but there's no way of knowing that. So you got the Super Bowl set, Cincinnati and the Rams. Not exactly a Super Bowl that's going to break any records with ratings, I don't believe. But that's the way it is. And it's not the sexiest of Super Bowls, but that's what we've got a week from Sunday in La La. All right, let's get to uh, our first call of the day and check in with Jeff. Hello, Jeff. Hey, Graham. How are you? Good. How are you? Uh, been doing better between the Kings and uh, the 49er loss. I'm pretty down. but uh, Well, you, if no. you're a Kings fan, you've been down for 15 years, so you should be used to that. <laughs> Even the news last night, Channel 40 Sports, it says, it, worse the worst, that was their headline going into broadcasting about the Kings. So getting worse. I, th- I, I thought of you when they post, when they had that on the Well, yeah, they must be watching my rants every day. <laughs> Any, anyways, uh, yeah, it's pathetic. And I, th- I think they're just, they're, they're just uh, putting Fox on, like I said before last week, I think they're just, don't want him to be injured and he's trade bait. But, I don't know. Uh, I've never seen that before. I've never seen a team do that three weeks before the trade deadline. So I find that hard to believe. You may be right. I'm not saying you're not. But all I'm saying is I've never seen that before. I've never seen a team do that with three weeks to go in the trade deadline. I've never seen that. Yeah, well, I, I you know, freakish things happen. And if they think he's yep. the best asset, the best asset, you know, I mean, 
that I think they're just covering themselves. But anyway, I'm calling about the 49ers. Uh, damn it, you know, just like when we lost the Super Bowl, uh, Hill, that catch, I mean, yep. when are they going to start double covering the number one receiver? Do you know that Cup, seven of his 11 catches were on third down? Yep. And I think they all went for a touchdown or first down. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's just pathetic. I mean, the secondary, we could say anything, you know, other than Shanahan going to the well one. Obviously, they came into the game uh, wanting Jimmy G to beat them. He's, you know, the run, run wasn't working and, uh, they should have stopped running it right into the middle on first down. They should have started throwing on first down and, and trying to pick up some yards. They went to the well way too often trying to run the ball. I think they only got uh, 60 yards rushing the whole game. I mean, if, if yeah, they that, weren't effective, no question. They weren't effective running the ball. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. And I, I just think he was being bullheaded and the stubborn, they keep trying to run it. And then, uh, Jimmy completed only 19 passes, so that goes and, and so Stafford 16. complete 16? Okay, 16, 16 of 30. Oh Jesus! Anyway, and uh, Stafford, I think, was double that. So it, you know, it just it it was it was frustrating. But one one quick story. I know you you probably want to hang up on me, but uh, I'm from San Mateo. I don't know if you knew that or not, and that's where Tom Brady's from, and. Uh, uh, he's a little younger than me, but uh, I was I was a pretty good athlete back in the day, and I made all stars in baseball. And my parents took me to Sarah High School to for the uh, to go to the you know to check it out and uh, to go to Sarah High School, right? Right. So what, you 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 heard about you know about Sarah High School, yes. correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, anyways, they they and it was well known for sports and this yep. and that. Yep. And they took me in uh, because of my athletics and this and that. So I was walking around, and uh, all of a sudden, I asked the padre, I said, well, where's the girls? He says, well, we don't have girls here. The St. Mary's, they come over. Maybe we do a social once a month or whatever. So I looked at my mom, and I said, I'm not going to this school. I'm going to San Mateo High or Aragon High School. Little did I know. I probably would have been teammates of Barry Bonds, who was a little bit younger. He was, I was, he, I was. He well, was you had some uh, good memories. Uh, yeah, you could have, you know, you could have had some good stories. <laughs> I was born in sixty. Barry was born in sixty-four. Yeah. I was in sixty-two. Well, Lynn Swan went there, as you know. Yep. Uh, Amazing Jones athletes went there. No question about that. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very familiar Tom with Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, there, there, there goes my chance in life that might have been turned my go. whole life around. <laughs> Thanks, man. You have a good one, Jeff. Always good hearing from you. Appreciate it. Uh, if you want to get in on, just raise your hand. I'll put you up on stage, uh, and you can come on and talk about that. Yeah, again, Brady retiring. Brian Flores with a lawsuit. All right, a class action discrimination lawsuit against the National Football League. And three teams. So keep that in mind that you're going to be hearing a lot about this on a daily basis. All right, let's get to Forrest. Forrest, good afternoon. How are you, sir? Hi. Um, can you hear me okay, Grant? Yes, sir. Yeah, I just heard the uh, breaking kind of news with uh, 
with the lawsuit and ooh, ooh, but this could get sticky. Oh, it will get sticky. There's no doubt yeah. about that. Uh, it, it, it's going to get nasty. I can guarantee you that. Absolutely. Oh, and do you think he took uh, the opportunity? You think he's been holding this and waiting for Super Bowl for the media to converge on the Super Bowl and the NFL be on the front page of every newspaper? I don't want to speak for Brian Flores or his law firm, so I don't want to speculate when I don't know. But the timing is interesting considering that it's only February 1st and last week is when all this went down with the Giants. So, you know, it appears to me, and again, I'm not an attorney, so maybe I would have an attorney help me out on this, but I'm using common sense. It appears to me that this lawsuit has been in the works for a while. I don't know how an attorney could, you know, file a 53-page lawsuit in federal court in just a couple of days. Maybe they could. You know, again, I'm not an attorney. I, I don't practice law. That seems a little odd to me. Right. Yeah. A little premature, but it's interesting too to, to you know you've got that side of the story and then you've got the other side of the story that he didn't get interviews because he's been known to be kind of prickly right and and it's like ah oh, dang but he is just, but he did get interviews he had an interview with yeah. denver he has an interview he had an interview with the giants to the best of my knowledge he was uh, has an interview scheduled with the texans you know i i'm not really sure if i'm an nfl team right now that i would hire brian flores and the reason for that is not because of his coaching ability, but because it would be a, a gigantic distraction every day. And I don't, I wouldn't want that with my football team. You know, I just, I, I think it's probably, he might have to wait a while uh, to get his next opportunity to coach. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm just saying though, what, what's the one thing you hear in sports? Teams don't like distractions. Well, this Ooh. would be a big distraction now if a team were to hire him. Right, exactly. I mean, that's probably why Kaepernick never got a second chance. That's very true, 100%. Yeah. You know, we don't want that in the locker room. And, you know, that's good luck to Brian. It's, uh, you know, I think uh, Belichick, it's funny that he got thrown into this just because he texted the wrong Brian. I think yep. we've all, you know, accidentally texted somebody the wrong, yes. wrong thing. But it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Um, you know, listening to Jeff earlier, it's like, oh, man, I remember those conversations all the years that the Rams sucked. It's like, well, if we had this, we could have won. And if we'd have done that and, you know, all those what ifs. And it's sure nice to be on the other side. Well, saying, you know, because uh, what's his name? Ramsey. He had two interceptions. The one was right in his hands. He's looking correct. right at Garoppolo and he yep. he dropped that one. So, you know, you can't really go against it. The Rams dominated the whole game it were yardage, time of possession, the whole thing. But San Francisco, you know, hung in there because they're that's fighters. what they do. Yeah. I, I, I just a little different perspective. Then I'll let you go, Grant. Uh, I know I heard your rant the other day about uh, the Ram fans being embarrassed in in L.A. and you know living here in in Southern California, um, and and being a sports fan my whole life. You know I see uh, colors from everywhere. Pittsburgh Steelers huge here in Southern California. The Raiders big, yep. of course. I'm I'm 60 years old. I would I've been to SoFi twice, gone through the uh, stadium tours. Beautiful stadium. Um, I wouldn't go to a game. Um, I've got all the merchandise, you know, the Rams may, may I ask you, toe. may I ask go you, ahead. why would you not go to a game? Uh, two hours, at least it's a three hour drive with traffic. And then, oh, okay. And then after the game, um, you know, depending, you know, if they win, I don't mind sitting in traffic, but if they lose, oh man, yep. it makes, you know, four or five Yeah, it's an all day deal. Home. I mean, I, I know yeah. going to, listen, I did it for, you know, a good portion of my life where, you know, if you're going to go to an NFL game, you know, I, I'm from New York. I mean, it was an all day deal. You know, if the game started at one, you know, you'd have to leave at 10 
to get there by noon, all right? And then if you didn't leave until 11, you might miss the kickoff. So you had to leave early. You know, you had – and then on the way back, you know, getting out of the parking lot, getting out of the stadium, if you took – if you drove, you know, again, you would not get home until about 7 o'clock. So you're right. It is an all-day deal. It is It is a commitment where you're going to spend yeah. all day going to a three-hour sporting event. Yeah, that's good. Kind of uh, when I when people, you know, the topic comes up, it's kind of like golf. You know, people don't have time to spend yep. five hours, six hours on the golf course anymore. You know, you, you're away from home all week. You got family responsibilities. So to take a, a day to go to the game, it would have been nice too. And the money too. That, you know, yeah, yeah, it's, it's unbelievably it's expensive to go to the game. You're absolutely correct. I mean, I love going to the games. It was one of the real highlights of my life, going to NFL games every Sunday. You know, I was blessed. We had season tickets for the Giants and the Jets as a kid. And even oh after goodness. I left New York and went to college in Ohio and worked in Illinois and then, you know, in Sacramento, I was still going back and forth to games. I mean, literally, you want to force, you want to hear how crazy this is? Okay, okay. just to give yeah. you an example, all right? So we're playing the Lakers on a Saturday night in L.A., and we're playing the Blazers in Portland on Monday night. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is you'll you'll appreciate this being a Rams fan. So I took the red eye from Los Angeles to Newark Airport. My brother picked me up. We went to the game. That was the Rams-Giants playoff game, Flipper Anderson in overtime, running and continuing through the tunnel. So I was at that game, right? Then I end up back in Newark Airport after the game, fly nonstop to San Francisco, and then fly from San Francisco to Portland and landed at one in the morning. So when I got on the airplane <laughs> in Los Angeles, all I had was my jacket. Okay. You know, I had the Kings take my bag to Portland. All I had was my winter clothes for the cold weather, and that's it. And I used to do that a lot. I used to take the red eye on Saturday from Sacramento, and I used to go to the game. I would walk onto the plane with nothing, get watch the game, and fly back. So I, I know what commitment is. I did it for a long time. Yeah, that's and that's the thing too. When you love it and and people yep. are good to you, you you just re-energizes you and and not necessarily wears you out. People ask, how do you do that? Well, hey, I'm excited to see my brother. I'm excited to see a playoff game. Yep. Get back to to the work that I love to do, and uh, you know, keep up the uh, fans that are following me. It's a that's a great story. So were you uh, disappointed a little bit uh, when the Rams? I was so disappointed. Out? I got on the airplane, and they had the uh, the second the second game was at halftime, and I thought they had made a bad call where the on a on a on an interception by the Giants. Anyway, I I can't remember, but it was I, it was a bad call that changed the momentum at the end of that game. I was so upset that I walked all the way to San Francisco. I don't even think I sat down. <laughs> after, after we took off, I was pacing up and down the aisles for five and a half hours. I barely sat down. I was so upset. So, yes, uh, that was that did not sit well with me. How old was Grant at this time? Gosh. Oh, wow. Uh, I was probably – I'm trying to remember what year that was. I can't even remember off the top of my head. I was I, – I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. I can't remember – 88? No, that wasn't 88. The Giants in 87 won the Super Bowl. I don't think they lost to the Rams. To, but let me look it up right now while we're talking. But I was, you know, you were, you've been a Rams fan your whole life, right? Yeah, 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 from, from since Rome. 1989. Oh, really? Yeah, I just looked it up. 
1989. Okay. Yeah. So I was, uh, to, uh, I was 30, I was 30 years old. Wow. And, and ladies and gentlemen, you, you hear the, the fire and the spit and barbed wire here. Just thinking about that game as Grant, how old he is now, think about what he was like at 30 pacing like oh, that. Are you think kidding me? I, I was contact? not, I was not good. Made eye contact. And the worst part was when I got to Portland, all the guys on the Kings and all of my, you know, guys I traveled with, they were all making fun of me before the game oh. like that to rub it in. So, oh. yeah, that, it, it, it was not a pleasant 24 hours for me. I can promise you that. Well, you had a your your franchise recovered from that and yes. did nicely. Yeah. Yes, very much so. I have no complaints. Yeah. So, if are you going to be at the uh, Super Bowl? I will not be at the Super Bowl. No. You know, I've been to a number of Super Bowls. Uh, I've been to two in person with the Giants, and then I've covered a lot of Super Bowls leading up to the Super Bowl. It's called Radio Row. Uh, they, they didn't have it the last two years because of the pandemic. I believe that they're going to have it this year. And I've always enjoyed doing that. You know, you get a lot of interviews yeah. and, you know, I've only been able to go for two days, sometimes three days because of the King's schedule in the past. But no, I will not be there. One last thing. Uh, one last question. And, yeah. and I, I love Brady just because of uh, he's never in the news for anything negative. Yep. He's got a great family life. He, he's uh, he's clean. Yep. Um, he's just all American guy. But I just cannot let him go with the deflate gate. I think he, him destroying the cell phone, whether that yep. was bad advice, what have you. I think there's something going on there. I don't think it was all Belichick. Something going on. What do you? Fair think? enough. Fair enough. I mean, think? I think you know. I think some people feel the same way you do. I I can see that. Yep. Yeah, the, the the game's gonna miss him, not from the football standpoint, but just no question. Uh, you know, it, it, something that we can all aspire to is just no matter what the situation is, don't take the low road, don't take the low hanging fruit, rise above it, and take the high road, and you you look back in your life and go, okay, yeah, I I I did the right thing. Thanks, Grant. Always great hearing from you, Forrest. Thank you. Take care. I was thinking about this. I'm thinking about if you could start an NFL team from any player in the history of the game. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Grant. Right? So you could go back from, you know, Otto Graham. All right? You can go back as long as you want. And you could take one player to start an NFL team with. You're taking Brady, right? You're taking Tom Brady, are you not? Who else would you take? 
I mean, you obviously going to take a quarterback. How could you not take a guy that was in 10 Super Bowls and won seven of them? You have to. Right? It's like if I was going to start a hockey team and I could take any player in the history of hockey, I'm taking Wayne Gretzky. I don't think it's as easy in the NBA. It's, you know, it's just not, in my opinion. All right, we get to a happy guy here. And that would be uh, Alfred. Al, how are you? Congratulations. Thanks, Nate. Appreciate that, man. It was a, it was a kind of a sloppy game, man. I mean, the Rams, you know, they just went like Forrester spoke to the, the statistical dominance. You felt at one point they should be up to at least ten, and then you know the the tip pass in the end zone, and then uh, you know failed fourth and one. You know, the quarterback sneak and Stafford. Don't quarterback sneak with Stafford, you know. <laughs> Yep. He's not a runner, you know, but, yep. you know, they persevered. I mean, they're, you know, Tart dropped the pass, but at the same time, you know, as Forrest pointed out, Ramsey dropped, actually he had two in his hands. And then uh-huh. uh, Cooper Cup dropped one on a skinny post right yep. over the middle, Yep, right in his hands. And it looked like at that point, he's gone. Just you know? yep. their rookie Skoranek, but, you know, anyway. I'm just, and, and Garoppolo missed a wide-open Kittle on the first drive of the game, which may have right. been a touchdown. So you're right. It was not the best-played game that we've seen. You know, it's a very good point that you made. It was It was just a – the Rams were just – they were playing, I think, what, the, what their goal was. They weren't get pressuring Garoppolo, but they were focused on the run. Mm-hmm. And they were focused – their front four is kind of focused on shutting down the run. And then, you know, Garoppolo's got to beat you. But I'm just relieved – I mean, I've been through a lot like you've been through a lot with your Giants. I've been Rams since 668 with Roman Gabriel and Deacon Jones. And I like to see a Los Angeles Rams just for the old timers, like your old buddy, Jack Youngblood, you know, who you were your friends and par- broadcast partners. I'd like to see this win one for all the old timers who just fell short, you know? Yeah. You know, I worked with Jack Youngblood for a couple of years, and he's one of the nicest, best yeah. guys that I've ever been around loved blood just absolutely loved the guy and he used to share so many stories with me about playing on the rams all of those years with some of the hall of famers and you know what that was like and of course you know he, they couldn't win the super bowl they had the opportunities right. but uh, you know so that era of rams football was interesting but when i heard all of the stories from blood uh it, it was incredible just to for him to share all of those but you know that that franchise has had an amazing history yeah. but you know we know what they haven't been able to do and they got another chance coming up a week from sunday you would talk talked uh i'd love to have him to be on your podcast maybe once if you can hook up with them because you're will. funny your, your stories talking about his come, you know, his stories and i remember you guys doing you're on the road doing your broadcasting the you know, uh, the football yep. game, yep. The Canadian football league. Yeah. Yep. And if I could just speak to Brady, I mean, you know, I, I have Joe Montana and Brady, you know, one A and one B, you know, I mean, they're both, I mean, you can't argue with Brady. God, you know, I just sh- shake my head. Seven Super Bowls, 10 Super Bowls and seven championships. And he yep. goes off. To t- did you, were you surprised? Because I was on record saying there's no way that Robert Kraft is going to let Tom Brady leave. Were you surprised when he when he left and he yes. and he 
I was surprised. Yeah, I was surprised. Hey, by the way, I, I should add this, and I do know this because I, I was just thinking about this while you were talking. I know people are going to go, well, well, Grant, the Rams haven't won a Super Bowl. I don't count the Super Bowl in St. Louis as a L.A. Rams Super Bowl, all right? So uh, it's like if you're not in the city when you win, I don't count that, all right? I've always yeah, well, you're not, the only, you're not the only one. St. Louis still fans are still chafing about, you know, the move back to L.A. and Right. So, you know, when, when I say the Rams haven't won a Super Bowl, yeah, I know they won with Kurt Warner and Falk and yeah. I don't I don't count that as a as a as a L.A. Rams uh, championship. It wasn't it right. wasn't the L.A. Rams. Your blood, your buddy blood would, would agree with that. Yes, he would. That I guarantee he would. Absolutely. Have you ever talked to blood? You know, I hope you can get him on. But say, hey, do you. I mean, it's just to me, Los Angeles Rams. I mean, the last championship was 1951 when I wasn't yep. born at that point. You know, with Todd Van Brocklin, the Fierce, you know, 51. That's the last Los Angeles Rams. But to speaking to Brady, I just, so you were, I was shocked when, but then again, I maybe I shouldn't be because I watched, you know, the Niners made the tough decisions. You know, Joe left for Kansas City. Ronnie Lott, you know, went over, went off yep. to the. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, Ravens. Jerry Rice. Yep. Jerry Rice went to the Raiders, and I remember the game with Flipper. It was the 89. The Rams went into Philly that year and beat the Eagles in a, in a cold rain, and Buddy Ryan and the Eagles were talking all week long, just trashing the Rams. This is before social media, obviously. Mm. And the Rams players, you know, players kind of look at that stuff, and they were, they were, they were irate, man. They were, they were ready. Interesting. Yeah. Hey, Al, and I uh, just, yeah, but thanks for taking the call. Thank you for the you – know, I hope they can get one before I kick out of here. <laughs> you know, I, I'm with you on the, I'm such a dire like you are on your, your beloved Giants. I mean, I, if they would have lost that game, Nate, oh, man, you know, I it would have been – then they, the Niners in SoFi, and then I think for the – if I could real quick wrap up. Yep, yep. My brother moved there 10 years ago to Los Angeles. Now he's from the, We're both from the Bay Area. Now, he said, Al, there's a lot of Niners fans down here because the Rams have been gone for 20 years. They only yep. came back like four or five years ago, and there's a big, big, you know, they're out of the out of the area, and, and the other fans that are still there, maybe younger fans, you know, so they got to kind of, if they can get like, you know, get a couple championships, maybe the fans will start coming back, but they got to rebuild their base, you know. That's, that's yeah, I, I don't think it matters. I, I don't I don't think it matters whether they win, you know, three Super Bowls in a row. The first time that they become a non-playoff team, fans will stop going to the games. That's always been the history of L.A. sports, and it's not going to be any different with the Rams. Yeah, the Lakers got 16 championships. It's what's not hard to like about the Lakers? You yep. know what I mean? They got 16 yep. of those. I'm not a Lakers fan, by the way. I, I like the old Warriors with Dal Adels when I was in the Bay, and I like the Kings when I moved to Sacramento. But anyway, thanks for taking the Thank call. Thank you. Appreciate it. You have a be great, good. great uh, rest of the day, man. Thank Take you. Care. All right, good call as always. Uh, we move right along here as uh, we want to get to uh, some more phone calls. Really appreciate the phone calls here on Listen App. And we're going to check in now with uh, E-Train. E-Train, hit that microphone icon. There you go. Hi, E-Train. How are you? Yeah, hey, uh, Grant. Um, and, you know, regarding the Flores lawsuit, um, I'd love to see more minorities get head coaching, um, you know, opportunities. But I think the Rooney rule is kind of a joke, but I just don't know what the solution is when you have, you know, uh, every team's privately owned. 
The Rooney rule is a joke. It, it is an absolute travesty. It really is. I don't have the solution. I don't know what the answer is. So, you know, it would be wrong for me to try to come up with a plan to fix the uh, issue that Flores is alleging in his lawsuit. So I, I really don't know what would work. I don't know. Perfect. Thanks, Grant. E-Train, good hearing from you. Thank you very much. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls right here on Listen App on a very busy Tuesday, and we check in with Kevin. Kevin, welcome to the program. Hey, Grant. Thanks a lot. Hey, Kevin. Yeah, thank um, you. I thought uh, for, with both championship games on Sunday, it was pretty evident why defensive backs are, in fact, defensive backs and not wide receivers yep. when it comes to hands of frying pans. I mean, the, the only thing worse than trying to watch them catch the ball in uh, in real time live were the slow motion replays. I mean, they weren't even close to catching some of those balls. There were a lot of drops, boy. I mean, there's no other way to say it. There were a lot of drops and a couple that really are, are hard to, to – to, I mean, Apple had one that could have just ended the game before the Bengals won the game. You know, we talk about Ramsey, one of the best corners in football. We talk about Tart. I mean, we saw a lot of drops this weekend from defensive backs, no question about it. And those games could have slid either way. No, no question. Games, absolutely. You know. Yes, absolutely. Got to make the plays. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. I mean, Apple would have won the game in overtime. All right. He would have just actually – the game would have been over right there. The Ramsey drop would have probably – ended the game. The tart drop could have very well ended the game. Although again, I, I, I say that full well knowing, I don't know what's going to happen on the next sequence. You know, maybe, maybe the 49ers fumble on the first play or, you know, you don't know, but there's a thing like momentum. And that was a terrible pass by Bradford. And it was teed up the balls in the air. I mean, and again, Tart could not have handled it any better in his post-game press conference. You know, owned up to it, was a man, just he was great. He was great. I mean, class and just, you know, you got to love his the way he handled it. Got to love the way he handled it. It was a really classy, classy job after the game. You know, he could have ducked the media, he could have hid. No, he came out and said, hey, I let my teammates down. And he talked about, you know, he's always made that play growing up and that you dream of that play and that, you know, there's no excuse. And during practice, he didn't drop a ball all week. And, you know, he was he was great. He was great. He really was. Got to give him a lot of credit. All right, hey, if you want to get in on the program, just hit your uh, hand icon, uh, raise your hand, and we'll do it. Real quickly on the Kings here. They are so bad that yeah, you know, I, I don't even know how to fix the franchise right now. They're at 18 and 34. They're at 18 and 34. The only team with more losses in the Western Conference are the Houston Rockets with 36. All right? Then there are only two other teams that have more losses than the Kings, Orlando and Detroit. So what that means is the Kings are one of the very worst teams, again, in the NBA. And I don't know what the hell is going on with De'Aaron Fox. I've been doing the games. I did the games for 32 years. I don't recall a guy missing an entire five-game road trip because of a sore ankle. All right? It, does he really have a sore ankle? 
Seriously. Sore ankle. Sore or injured? Yeah, I don't understand that. I understand it for a game. I don't understand it for five games. Is there something that the Kings are hiding from us? Is there something that De'Aaron Fox is hiding? I mean, Fox has never had a history of sitting out games. But maybe he's just so fed up and everything. It's like, screw it, I'm done. You know, I mean, again, I don't know. I'm just bringing it up. It, that's not the De'Aaron Fox that I've known. De'Aaron Fox would not miss games unless he absolutely positively could not play. You're telling me you can't play with a sore ankle? Really? A sore ankle? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Could you imagine if Trent Williams had told Kyle Shanahan, you know my ankle's sore, I'm not going to play. Come on. Guys out there with a high ankle sprain playing for four quarters of football. Darren Fox is going to miss five games with a sore ankle? Got to be more than sore, huh? Sore? Really? Sore ankle. I, I, I don't know, man. Doesn't make any sense to me. That's all I can say. Doesn't add up to me. Something's going on. You know, I know Jeff thinks that they're holding him out for the trade deadline. You don't hold a player with three weeks that that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. It really doesn't. Just doesn't happen. How about the Warriors tonight? They're playing in San Antonio, all right? And not playing will be Steph Curry, all right? Curry, again, are you ready for this? Left toe soreness. Andrew Wiggins. Left knee soreness. Otto Porter, left foot injury management, whatever the hell that means. Nemanja Bialica, back spasms. Clay Thompson is still not playing on the second night of back-to-backs. Iguodala is going to miss his seventh straight game. Draymond Green will miss his 15th straight. But how about this? Curry, left toe soreness. Wiggins, left knee soreness. Could you imagine? You ready for this? Could you imagine if you're a Sharks fan or a fan of the Rangers or the Stars or the L.A. Kings or whatever. Could you imagine hearing hockey players not playing because a body part is sore? Are you freaking kidding me? First of all, a player would be run out of the locker room. They would be ridiculed and embarrassed by their teammates. You know, hockey players don't miss games because of soreness. NFL players don't miss games because they're sore. Now we got players in the NBA who get paid a fortune, okay? But they're not going to play because 
Oh, their toe is sore. Their foot is sore. Their knee is sore. Poor players. Oh, my gosh. You imagine, seriously, you imagine turning on a hockey game and Connor McDavid, the great player for the Edmonton Oilers, best player in the game today. Ladies and gentlemen, Connor McDavid is out of the lineup. His toe is sore tonight, and thus, he's not going to be able to play. He'll be back. Oh, guess what? We have just learned that Alexander Ovechkin of the Washington Capitals is out because his elbow is sore. He fell on it at practice yesterday, and it's sore. So he won't be able to play. Seriously. I mean, it's just unbelievable to me. What, what, a, what a freaking disgrace. I, I don't know how else to say it. Soreness. And, and here's the other issue, and not to contradict myself. All right, you know what? You want to sit out a game because you got a body part that's sore? All right. You know what? Whatever. You're going to miss five games of a road trip because your ankle is sore? That's what the Kings put out. The ankle is sore. Really. The ankle is sore. Something else I wanted to talk about with the Kings, and this really bothered me, like on top of many other things. And I've, I, I'll preface this because I, I feel this about Alvin Gentry. I'm a huge Alvin Gentry fan. I like him as a person. I've always been a fan of the guy. Always. But after the Kings lost to the Philadelphia 76ers the other night by two points, 103 to 101. Avin Gentry, in his post-game press conference, and I'm paraphrasing here, okay, talked about the effort of his team, okay? Talked about the effort and said, and I'm paraphrasing, you know, if we get that kind of effort every night, we'll be good. That's the last thing I want to hear from a head coach, if we get that kind of effort and play that way. Uh-uh, I don't want to hear that you know, at the end of January, all right? Because you know what? You just had a road trip in your prior two games where you lost by 53, and then you lost by 18 to Boston and Atlanta, respectively. Don't tell me about your effort, all right? I don't want to hear about your effort, that you were pleased with the effort. What what the hell are we talking about here? It's the freaking NBA, for crying out loud. You're going to talk about the effort? That you're going to be, you're, you'll be just fine if you get effort like that? Really? You can't be serious, can you? Is that because you don't know how else to answer the questions anymore? Because your team is so freaking bad that you're going to look for any positive you can get? Maybe that's what it is. And again, I love Alvin, all right? And I understand that he's in an impossible situation. I told you that the day he took the job. When I say took the job, was named the interim coach. I came on right here, and I told you it doesn't matter that he's got no chance. Go back and listen to the show. I didn't duck. I said, he's got no chance. I was very adamant about that. I said, hey, you all want to fire Luke Walton? Go ahead. Fire Luke Walton. You have no idea what you're talking about. At this, this team's the issues are not Luke Walton. I said that about Dave Yeager. I said that about George Carl. Okay? I said that about Tyrone Corbin. I said that about Michael Malone. One of these days, people are going to start believing me when I say coaching is not the issue with the Sacramento Kings. It's strictly at the very top 
with ownership and the lack of stability. Did you see Stan Van Gundy ripping the Kings on Twitter today? Saying the exact same thing. Lack of stability. Because you have an owner that knows nothing about stability, knows nothing about hiring people and letting them do their jobs. Because he knows more than everybody else. And when you have an owner who knows more than everybody else, it's impossible to win. That's it. Could you imagine me leaving the sportscasting business and going to the Silicon Valley and walking into one of those Fortune 500 companies, these billion-dollar companies, okay, and going in there and telling people how to do their jobs? Seriously. <laughs> that company would be out of business in a very short period of time. And that's the analogy I'm making here. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. That's not hard to do. Stay in your lane. Do what you do best. Take your expertise, take your areas of expertise, and use them to make the franchise better. Don't come in and, you know, act like you know more than the coach. Act like you know more than the general manager when you really know nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Zero. Again, that would be me walking into a Fortune 500 company in the Silicon Valley. I would know nothing. I may not even be able to know how to work the damn code to get into the freaking uh, office, even if I have the digits to get into the damn office. That's how much I know. You think I'm going to go into a Fortune 500 company, sit down at their conference boardroom, and tell them how to run their business? Maybe they had a bad quarter and their stock price is down. Here comes Grant Napier. Let's listen to Grant. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I've got a couple of ideas, and this is how we're going to do it. (laughs) Really? Please. It's no different in sports. Can't have someone come in who's in charge as an owner and tell people what to do, thinking that they know more than the people that are in place as a coach and a general manager. doesn't work like that. Now, this isn't rocket science. It's pretty easy to understand. It really is. Pretty simple. Okay? Pretty simple. Same thing in other sports. Just the way it is. That's why you pay coaches and general managers so much money. You pay them and you allow them to do their job. And you give them a calendar saying, hey, this is what I expect in, let's say, three years. And if you're not here in three years, then you're going to be replaced. Fair enough. All general managers and coaches would accept that. They got three years of unobstructed interference. No interference. Do what you want. Sink or swim. I'm going to own the team. I'm going to give you every resource that you ask for. You need something, you come to me, and I'm going to do my very best to give it to you and make it happen. You want something, you need something, call me, let's talk, and I'm going to do my best to give you what you are asking for. You have three years to turn this program around. Not a championship. You have three years to take this franchise of embarrassment and put us into the playoffs. Three years. I'm giving you three years to fix the product, and at the end of three years, every person should know and be able to say, oh, yeah, boy, that team is so much better 
They are finally on the way. The future is bright. And I'm going to give you a new contract. All right? You're going to get a new contract. I'm going to reward you after your three years. And I'm going to give you a nice raise. And I'm going to probably give you a four-year contract after your first three years are up. I'm not going to meddle. I'm not going to tell you who to draft. I'm not going to nix trades. I'm not going to throw 50,000 analytics people down your throat. Nope. You're the general manager. It's your job. That's why I hired you. Do it. All right? Report to me before you make any trades or draft picks because I do want to know. Keep me informed. Keep me posted. But it's your decision, not my decision. How hard would that be? You know what? It is hard. You know why it's hard? Because there are too many owners in sports that are not capable of doing it because they think they know more than everyone else. And when you think you know more than everyone else, you got real problems. You've got real big problems. All right, tomorrow we'll have an open forum Wednesday, and uh, we'll probably have more news on this lawsuit that was filed today, class action lawsuit in federal court in New York. We'll talk about that and all the other news going on in the world of sports, and we will do that tomorrow right here on Listen Up. Make it a fabulous rest of the day, everybody. So great having you here. Grant Napier saying so long, everybody. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.